Amen. If we would stand to our feet, please. That is our heart's desire. Any of us, we can reach back very long ago. As young children, young boys that never had Christian homes. Never had church, never had anything. Wondering, where's God? Where's God? Where's this God of creation? There must be a God somewhere. And something within your heart said, I really want to know Him. I want to know Him. Saw a lot of churches, but I didn't want a church. I wanted to know Him. A personal God that can come and meet your need and burdens, your cares and your longings. That's the God that we want to know Him. We want to know Him better every service. Not just a sermon, but we want to know Him in the power of His resurrection. Know Him as a God of reality and a God that is real. I'd like you to turn to Revelation chapter 10. Because without Revelation chapter 10, you will never know Him. And that may be a strong statement for a lot of people. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to stand behind what I believe. Without Revelation 10, 1 being opened to us in Revelation 10, 7, as a prophet sounding forth the word, we wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about. And so I'd like to take a look at very familiar scripture here, Revelation chapter 10, and we'll be reading at verse 7. The Bible says, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. As often it's been spoken, Brother Brandon preaches voices uh, in the end times, and we understand that there are a lot of voices that try to get our attention. And try to divert the very reason of Jesus' coming is to know Him. And whether or not we, we so uh, quickly say, we could say voice of politics, voice of Hollywood, voice, there's just many voices. Voices of home, uh, of housework for a, a sister. That she'd rather do her housework than maybe getting a time aside and housework is good. But there's so many things that call us to distract us or take time away of really knowing Him. And sometimes it just takes that moment as young girls before going to school and saying, Lord, if there's a God of mother and father, would that God become real to me? He's a friend that will walk with you through the good times and the bad times. That's why you want to know Him. I'm not going to say you know Him because you quote the message. The message didn't come for us to be a message quoters. The message came because the message is Jesus Christ. And that is the God that we want to know, the God of that message. As little children, and I was just writing down and penning down so um, simple things, and I trust you don't mind and come on a little journey with me. I come from a little town called Chilliwack. 
up the valley it's not so little anymore it's a retirement center as Cloverdale used to be just a hole in the wall and a few hundred people and a rodeo every year so it was a big time when I was a little child it was just a big time for us to come to Vancouver they would have the Shriners Circus every year that was an event that we used to look forward to we would see the elephants and we would see all the trapeze acts and so forth. And, of course, being little as you were, there were many voices that were trying to get your attention. And, boy, you wanted you wanted to listen to those voices when they were crying out popcorn. I wanted popcorn because I heard popcorn. But I got dragged along like we all did, and you don't need popcorn. Maybe it was cotton candy, or maybe it was the peanuts. Maybe it was the Cracker Jacks that had a prize in every box. But you didn't know it was there until somebody was screaming out that they had it. You had just followed the crowd to your seat, and you would have just sat there. But there was somebody that was saying, Popcorn, Cracker Jacks. And every kid in the block wanted whatever was being screamed out at them. And you wouldn't even know that they had them unless they would have cried out. And once your ears heard it, you wanted it in the worst way. And some of you went in tow crying and felt deprived because mommy and daddy didn't buy you your cotton candy. But then we move on in life and then other different voices try to to get our attention, to get us away from life. And of course we call it a voice of education and, and, and you know if you keep it in check, it's fine. You give yourself to it, you give yourself to a spirit. I'm only, I'm, I'm just quoting what the prophet said. If you, if, if you give yourself to it, You'll get swallowed up in it. But if you will use it for the kingdom, you'll be master over it. So there's voices to that. There's voices to success. And a lot of people can't handle success. And so, but they they want to be successful. And in trying to reach for that, they might do a few things in life that's not palatable to the Christian walk. And thus, we have people that end behind bars other influences calling out in politics and we've had it through the now it seems like America goes through uh, elections every year but we don't have that in Canada we have a 40 day period you have a two year period and every day you hear a voice of politics this is right this is wrong this is right this is wrong and it occupies people's minds whether they think it does or not it really does. And we have a, we have a political system a little bit weirder and different. It's only 40 days and people don't have a clue what they're voting for. But it's a voice that's trying to attract you, trying to occupy the very thing that God wants. And that's why we call it Satan's Eden. That's why we call it Satan's Eden. We live in it, but we are not part of it. So then, here we are living in this day, being a part of 
of life, of Satan's Eden, many of us didn't even understand that there was another voice. Some of us are from India. Some of us are from the Congo. Some of us are from America and Canada, El Salvador. Now think of how God uses His voice. And the same results are done to the elected seed, whether it doesn't matter what country you're from, it produces a bride. It surely does. And the voice of God, or the voice of this message, however you want to say, it is to mold the people, as we've been saying now, into the very image of God. That's a purpose that God sends His Word so that we will be a product of it, knowing that every seed will bring forth what? So a holy seed can bring forth a holy people. Without holiness, no man shall see God. Is that Bible? So then there's no room for unholiness. So then the voice is to wash us. The the voice is to clean us from the onslaught of all voices that have tried to occupy your mind. And so when and if decisions are made in life, we must make those decisions by the word and not by emotion. Does everybody understand that? We do not make decisions by emotion. We do it by the word of God. And we are not individuals in particular. We are a body of people. We're not islands to ourselves. We're a body called the body of the bride of Jesus Christ. And we need to act like we are part of that body. And so then God has given out a voice. And as the psalm says, and it's a mighty voice. And don't zone out on me, young people. You better get focused to what I'm saying to you right now. Because I'm telling you all, hell is coming. It's spreading its borders. And there's going to be a people that are going to stand on thus saith the word. Your ballet ain't going to do it. Your hockey ain't going to do it. Your basketball ain't going to do it. It's going to be the word himself that will live in a people that will live victorious in this generation. We put too much emphasis on stuff because there's so much stuff to occupy our mind. We can fly around the world. We can go on cruises around the world. I'm not saying these are wrong at all. I've done it all. You can hike. You can ski. You can, you can, uh, go to opera. You can, anything that tantalizes your senses is made available. But that is only out to occupy the part that God is wanting to Captivate something in your own heart. You can enjoy things, but don't give your heart to those things. 
I was, I, I was thinking back of a very special time. It was a time when Brother uh, Ron Spencer was in our, uh, our camp, family camp. And at that time of family camp, we had a son that was very wayward. Very wayward. And we were burdened. Not just a day. We're not talking about a prayer at the altar. We're talking about burdened. Morning, noon, night. Week, month, year. Burdened. To see a son get birthed by the word of God. And you know the story, brother Spencer went through a horrific accident, burned up, and they thought that they had to, brother, you've heard brother Ron say, harvest his organs. They were at that point. But then a pastor, a Holy Ghost man of God, speaks to his wife to tell Brother Ron he's going to be our speaker at the camp. Y'all got that. But God in his great mind had more than Ron speaking at the camp. God had my son in mind. Because it was in that service that God got a hold of his first service. Got a hold of his life. And has changed him to a son of God by the power of God. There's another part of the story that's maybe not said very often. Brother Ron had brought up his family. He had a son named Brother Andrew. And Brother Andrew was married. And Andrew was a fine young boy that came to camp. And Sister Connie came to Sister Joanne at that first service and said, We have the same burden. I didn't know what that meant. That's all I knew. After the meetings, after the meetings, we went and took Brother Ron and the family, Brother Spencer, um, I believe Connie's mother and father, Brother and Sister Fraser were with us, uh, Brother Andrew and Brother Matthew and their wives, Brother Ron's son, two sons and their daughter, or their daughter-in-laws were with us. And we were walking one night in the streets of Victoria, down the main street. And there they, we were, and Andrew and all the, the little covey of, of believers were just walking down the sidewalk, and Andrew and I were, were walking together, and we're in the middle of Government Street. Isn't that a great spot? Right in the middle of the road. And there he was, he says, he turned to me and he said, Brother Tom, I, I heard you were a great golfer. Oh, I said, no, 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 sir. No, sir. Nope, sure wasn't. No, he says, I heard you. I said, no, I wasn't. A great golfer gives his heart to what he's good at. I said, Andrew, I was never a great golfer. I said, because I always had a heart to know God. And the Holy Ghost came down right at that spot. And he turned to me and said, Brother Tom, nobody knows this. But I'm not saved. And I want to know that God. I said, you can know that God right here, right now. And you can be changed forever. And God came down on that street, saved his soul, and he's a preacher of the message today. So when we talk about to know him, saints, it's to know him. As a God that can come and save your soul and deliver you in your times of need. Not to know about Him, but to know Him. 
Know Him in your problems. Know Him in your situations. Know that your God can do anything. And I'd like to see a few hands of mothers and fathers that said, I have met that God. Then He's not short of meeting your need this morning. And it's a shame when we come into this assembly with needs and go out with needs. We need to come into the assembly of the living God. Lift up our voices to Him and say, Lord, I got a need. I know You. You changed me. You did a work in my life. Then He can do anything because He's the same yesterday. Today and forever. If he did it one time, he'll do it again. He'll take evil out of your life. Listen, saints, it's such a perverted age. Lesbianism, gay rights. Listen, that is nothing but Genesis. Genesis has seed chapter has moved up to today. That's a fact. But in Genesis, there was a God that met Abraham. And that God, Abraham knew. He never saw three gods. He saw one God, Nathan. One God. One God could change his body. One God that could give him a son. One God can give you your children. One God can give your wife back to you. One God. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Not so that you're just sitting there and watching a preacher be exercised, but that you could actually pull and say, that God, I need you now. My son is possessed. I deliver him in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Get serious with God. God didn't send a voice in this age for us to have a nice little church and sit here and have your kids all cleaned up. One effeminate, one's over after this, one's after that. You don't want to tell anybody. You don't think the Holy Spirit doesn't know where they're at. You're not fooling anybody. Who wants to fool anybody? Why, why don't we come to church to be real? Just to be real. People come to church when certain brothers preach only. That's weird and carnal to me. I thought we were past that years ago. Brothers and sisters, to know Him is life eternal. To know Him is to be like Him. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, that scripture was laying near his eyes, a little boy, and I didn't have a clue what that was. I never read it. I didn't know it was laying there. Didn't know it was for me. It wasn't for a billion other people, Brother Ernie. It wasn't for billions of the face of the earth that were being moved by a revival. And all they were doing is again moved by the signs and wonders and miracles. But there was a seed laying there somewhere. That when they heard in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. Something came alive. 
Something came alive. I no longer want to be no church goer, lukewarm believer. It's alive. One translation says, but in the time when the trumpet of that seventh angel sounds. That's a good one. When the trumpet of that angel sounds. When he is about to sound the mystery of God that's been hidden. The hidden purpose and plan is finished. So I want to tell you something, saints of God. We, you're, and just, I don't go way ahead of myself. You've heard it for years, but the reality is becoming more real. The rapture is upon us. I want you to keep thinking about that. The rapture is upon us. Whom he has called, he's already justified. Those whom he has justified, he has called. And those he has called has been glorified. Brother Brown said, your body is here this morning. You say, well, where's my body? Brother Branham then clarifies it. He said, your new glorified body is in him. And if he is here, my body's here. I don't know what you're living for, but I'm living for a change. You can have Laodicea. You can have my house. You can have my car. You can have anything that I own. I want Jesus. Is that unanimous? Come on, people. Is that unanimous? Why are you here? I am here to put on a rapture change. People come because they want to be seen because they haven't seen you in two weeks. Haven't been seen in three weeks and they hate the embarrassment of saying, well, where have you been? I don't know. My prophet said in Christ's message, God revealed, church doors open, you're there. That's the message. But now we're in a time where every man does right in his own eyes. Coming back to it. But in the days, there's going to be a time like never before when a servant, an angel, is going to blow a trumpet. And that trumpet is for you to now hear the mysteries revealed so that there would be a quickening. He whom he hath called. As we went through that, son morpho. So then that person... That Jesus, that word had to come for your inside to match your outside. Everybody's waiting for a change on the outside. I'm wanting to see the change on the inside because once you get the change on the inside, you will get the change on the outside. Hallelujah. That's what matters. Your gray thought matter doesn't matter. What the word said matters. Not your feelings don't matter. Does everybody say amen on that? We got that far. We got to two paragraphs. That's good. We're moving along. 
We were caged. Come on. If you're in the world, you're caged by the world. If you were in religion, you were caged by religion. If you were living in unbelief, you were caged by unbelief. But then there came a messenger. Loose them. But my arms are too small. Loose them. But I can't do it. Loose them. And he said he saw a flickering light. It was a rainbow light. And then that voice said, Loose them in the name of Jesus Christ. Then I say to you this morning, if you need a joy unspeakable, if you need victory in your life, you look to the Lamb of God and know Him. Know Him. How many have sung, He touched me. He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know, knowing Him, He touched me and made me whole. Hallelujah! He touched me. And now I know something happened. And He made me whole. Touched me. Caged, didn't know it. We were caged by the world, caged by religion. But then there came a voice, Nathan. It doesn't matter what situation we come into. Doesn't matter what trial we have. We are predestinated to prove to Satan, you cannot have me. And I don't know who the me's are, but I know I'm one of me. I'm one of me, Ben. Me. I am predestinated to show Satan, you can't have me. Amen. I don't want religion. I want Jesus. That's what I want. That's what I want. I trust that's what you want. Why? Who knows that? Who knows that, Richard? Who only knows that voice? In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound. Who actually knows that voice? Well, Jesus already told us that in the Bible. Matthias, he already told us. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. Let's turn to it then. Let's turn to John chapter 10. Help me slow down. Knowing Him is everything. Knowing Him. Who is Him? The Word. It's the living Word. He's a person. He's better than any drama teacher, geography professor, psychology major. This one will seek to give and to find And to grant your heart's desire. Bible says in 10 verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep, what do they do? Hear his voice. 
and he calleth his own sheep by, by, by Mr. Smith, Mrs. Brown. Come on. That was the great shepherd speaking through that prophet. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows your need. He's the mighty God. Hallelujah. He knows where you live, dearie, St. John. He wants to dwell in your home. He knows your name. I listened to him the other day. I was telling Sister Sammy we were having some time together yesterday. And I said, I just listened to that prophet. He said, come here, sir. He says, oh, he says, oh, I see now. I see a great pile of dirt landed on you. And you landed this way. And, And of course, I wouldn't know how that was. It could have been this way, this way. But he says, you landed a certain way. And you need a healing. But you need a healing of the soul. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? You do, sir? Then you're safe. And now you're healed. Now go home. That's the God that I know. That's the Jesus that's present now. Don't you make him complicated. He's a wonderful shepherd. He's a wonderful shepherd and he knows your name. And if he's speaking to you now, you just lift up your hand and say, Jesus, you know my need this morning. You're my Jesus. I know you, Lord. And you know me and you know my need. Hallelujah. For they and a stranger they will not follow. They won't follow some superstar preacher. There's only one star left in the hand of the star of all stars. That's called William Marion Branham. That's the star that God thundered out this message through. You listen to that voice and that voice will lift you out of your dilemma where once you used to rejoice, now you sit here looking at me dumb. I don't mean dumb, dumb. I mean you don't say nothing when you used to actually rejoice. God is a real God. Anything that's happening in your life that takes away victory is wrong. I'm going to say it till you hear it again. Anything that's happening in your life where your victory is gone is not Jesus. Because He is our victory. Are you, are you with me still? You want to throw me out? Just look at, look at, look at yourself. Cause the Holy Spirit is looking at you right now. This is the judgment seat. This is the word that's coming over the pulpit. The word, whatever you're doing that's making you farther away from your experience with God is of Satan. Do I hear an amen, Ernie? Do I hear an amen, Ricard? I just want to make sure front to back, I actually understand what I'm saying. So then what do you do? That voice of that thing is trying to get you away from the things that matter. To get you away of really knowing Him. Are we ready for the quote? 
He said, now, yes, sir. He said, the church denominations is no longer the mouthpiece of God. It's its own mouthpiece. So God's turning on her. He will confound her through prophets and the bride. Oh my, my, my. Why is he confounding her through the prophets and the bride? Because the bride is word. He's confounding her through the prophets and the bride. For the voice of God will be in her. Hallelujah. The voice of God. Yes, it is. For it says in the last chapter of Revelation, verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come, come unto me. All ye that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Why don't you come this morning? Come to Jesus. Think about it now. The spirit and the bride say, come. Once more, the world will hear direct from God as at Pentecost. But of course, that word bride will be repudiated as it was in the first age. Powerful statements. Powerful, Brother Ben. Brother Bram says, oh, God still has a voice for the people of the world. Even as he's given a voice to the bride. That voice is in the bride. And as we have said, we will talk more about that later. He was wanting us to get it. He's wanting us to really get it. The voice of God is in the bride. He says, Revelation twenty-two seventeen. the spirit and the bride say, come. If you're a sinner, come. If you're burdened, come. If you're in need, little children, come. Come to Jesus. When you come to him, you get to know him. He wasn't rejecting his seed. He's calling his seed to come. 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 He says the corn of wheat, the bride wheat that fell in the ground at Nicaea has come back to the original grain again. Praise God forever. Listen to the authentic prophet of God. He appears in this last age. The authentic prophet of God appears in this last age. You should jump to your feet and say glory to God. I've heard that voice. It's the voice of the great shepherd. Amen. And you're not lost in Laodicea. You are going home. Hallelujah. It's the authentic, authentic prophet of God who appears in this last age. Not bogus, not Balaam, not false teachers. Authentic prophet. What he says from God, the bride will say. That's the pleasure I've had for my 44 years. Of sitting where you sit to hear a pastor preach exactly 
what that authentic prophet has preached. And because he's preached it, I believe it and have relationship with him. I feel like getting on a soapbox right now. Sounds like I am anyways. From what he says from God, the bride will say the same. The bride, the spirit, the prophet will be saying the same thing. Glory! You take anybody that's outside of this message, who sends their message, and they can't take it back to this. You tell them, I don't want to listen to you. Should have been a bigger amen on that. Because listen, there are many false prophets in these last days. But an authentic prophet came. Amen! And the prophet and the spirit and the bride will say the same thing. Not making up dreams and rainbows. Word, word, word. It's the word that heals the people. The word that heals you. It's the word. Always has been the word. Motion never. Word. Word. Yes, sir. That's right. Christ, the spirit, prophet, the bride. I'm reading a quote. Say the same thing. Listen, saints, listen. I know you have parents that are half in, half out. Some of you do. You have friends mostly out and some in. You have some maybe all out and a little bit in. You know what I'd say? Tell them to get saved. But focus yourself back on the word of God. And be around those that will edify you and build you up in the faith. They will drag you down. I've seen it over the years. I've been around a long time. I keep thinking I'm 30, but I'm not. Then I think I'm 40, and I surely ain't. I've been around a while. Seen a lot of tactics of the enemy. And we're here to protect you. I don't like people half in out. Half in, half out. Get in, get out. Oh, did I get criticized for that years ago. Tom actually told us to leave the church. Well, hey, if you're not a sheep... Only my sheep hear my voice. I'm not saying I got the voice, but I'm saying what the prophet said. She, the bride, the prophet, and the spirit say the same thing. Hallelujah. You want to get dragged down? You listen to their unbelief. Your experience will get dragged through the mud. When I ever get around people I used to be around, you know what I tell them? This is what God's doing. This is what God's doing. This is what God's doing. It doesn't take too long. They don't want to hear what God's doing. And if they don't want to hear it, I don't want to say it. I got other people that want to hear it. (laughs) 
Brother Branham said, oh, God still has a voice for the people of the world. He has given that voice to the bride. Amen, Michael. Not just quoting some message things. It's the voice of God. This this one really was really a blessing to me this week. This is really a blessing to me this week. You know, we talk about the Reformation and how how the seed went in the ground and it started to come up through the stalk and it comes up to the tassel and to the shuck and to the seed. We all know that. And Brother Branham, I think, in Modern Events Made Clear by Prophecy, <clears throat> he says this. He said he's talking about how that grain of wheat, the bride, the reason God had to let her go down like that. This is Modern Events Made Clear by Prophecy. Good message to listen to. Wonderful message to listen to. He says, then it came up through the dark ages. And it died so it could come forth in the Reformation again. And it came forth in the person of Reformation of Martin Luther. What was he doing? Identifying the messenger to what was happening. The Reformation in a person. Martin Luther. And can I say that if you were in the Bright Age, he's come up through me. He's come up through Michael. Amen. Amen. And I'm not ashamed of it, Brother Michael. I am not ashamed of this message. I'm sorry if my voice is going. I've been speaking for eight hours to ten hours a day. Yeah. Lord, pray for my voice. Please pray for my voice. Because I really want to get to a certain point. The Spirit and the Bride... Say, come. The corn of wheat, the bride wheat that fell in the ground. And now he has come back to its original again. When is that going to happen, Brother John? Is that yesterday? Is that two years from now? When is it? It has to be now. It's here. Right now it's here. Sitting in the pews right here. Right here, right now. Yes, sir. The tassel, it came up. The Reformation through Martin Luther. The tassel through John Wesley. The shuck and the shape of the seed. It held it. But the shuck pulls away. And the seed has come forth. The seed now has been in the presence of the Lord. Son Morfu. Those whom he has called. They have now been in the presence of a person. And they're being changed from the inside. So those things that I used to do, I do them no more. No more. Yes, sir. The promise of Malachi 4. The voice of that prophet. It's to call out a people in Laodicea to a bride age. Not a different age than Laodicea, but a portion of time in Laodicea. Calling out a bride, come. Come. Brother Abraham said he's standing right here amongst you right now. The presence of God, the sum, sun morphe, is coming in your services. Coming by your way. 
and starts changing you on the inside, past your flesh, past your spirit, down to your soul, taking unbelief out and igniting the faith. Hallelujah. Glory. We've been laying in the presence of the Son. He said, you were a gene of your father. You were in your father. Yet your father had no fellowship with you. You was in there, but you knew it not, and he knew it not. But you was manifested that you might have fellowship. That he might have fellowship with you. So that you can know Him. I want to know Him. Know Him, Brother Darren. Know Him when I get down on my knees. Fall on my face. Say, Jesus, the God of glory, come into my little room. Mold me, Lord. Make me where you are. Well, and for those that it's just a story, I feel sorry. But may the Samorphi come to you. Just remember, you can't separate the Samorphi from the Inmorphs. So if the Inmorphi of God was there, the Samorphi that he is in him is there. So now what is happening here, Brother Tom? And I'm sorry, an hour goes quickly. It seems, I know, I know, I know. I'm, for some of you, it probably seemed like two hours. But for me, it seemed like I just started. But, can I say this to you? It's turned now, as he said, attraction on the mountain. It's turned from the prophecy... <laughs> Remember? He'd come on a full of an ass. That was the prophecy. It turned from prophecy to Jesus coming into Jerusalem. It turned from the prophecy huh, to its fulfillment. Malachi 4 was a prophecy and it got fulfilled. The bride was a prophecy. Now you're being fulfilled. Glory! Satan! We come against you this morning. You might fight us, but you're the loser. You're the loser. We got young ladies that need deliverance. Deliver them. We're not taking this line down. Come on. Especially you young people. Who's going to stand with me and fight Satan shoulder to shoulder? We emerge from the prophecy to the fulfillment. Hallelujah. Here comes a to be ever at his side. Oh, I'm going to love it on that day. I'm going to have the time of my life. When the time of my life is over, I understand there. Here she comes. Here she comes. Brother Frank. Brother Milko. Sister Barb. Amen. That's the fulfillment of my prophecy. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Richard, what a time we're going to have. What a time. Man, I haven't even got started. But you know where you came from? You came from God and you go back to God. Is that right? He rolled off those stars off his hand, correct? And then, say, Brother Ram, say that, that Logos went out from God and that little clinker left and formed a, formed a circle and came here and he started to write, star, you stay there, you stay there, you stay here, star, you stand there. Brother Ram says, your bodies were always in, on the earth. Your bodies were on the earth and science is just finding out we're made of the same, same material that the stars are made out of. <laughs> I think praise the Lord. We're going from dust to stars. We're going back to the very mind of God. It's an interesting study, Brother Nathan. I just got into it too late last night and I said, that's what I love to preach on now. Huh? Your seed shall be as the stars of the sky. Are you all right? Are you okay? Because if I slow down, I want to go home. <laughs> home. <laughs> look around the room. Look around the room. And you look at one another and you go, he's not much. Or she's not much to look at. Well, I think, I think the other way around. I'm Marvel. He made it? She's making it? I'm Marvel. I never thought. I never thought. I thought people go, people go, hundreds of people have gone over the years. But guess what, Sister Ruth? We're here. We're still here. We ain't much. But Jesus knows us by name. My sheep know my voice. Amen. And a stranger we cannot follow. We can't follow. We certainly cannot follow. No, sir. He said it's the law of reproduction, Genesis 1. The last day true church bride comes to the headstone. Brother John, it was you preached on love on Wednesday, wasn't it? I was just waiting for him. Maybe that's his part tonight. I hope it's not. But it, that capstone really was love. It was the love of God coming down to you. It was the love of God that was crying, grace, 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 grace. Hallelujah. It was God's love because he knows you. And if you, he knows you and you are from him, then he wants you to know him. Yes, sir. She comes through the headstone. She'll be a weak church. She'll be below the door sill. She won't have any victory at all. You can say, what message are you reading? Why? Because you've been taught by the word. And the word said, as you near the... Yeah, how many think we're near the headstone? Yeah. Now, I'm, it's the trap now. This is the trap. How, you know, I know. I, I hate that. I was at school. That was me. 
You know, I didn't want to teach it and think that I might know the answer because I might not. Right? Who believes they're near the headstone? Okay? Hold it high, hold it. Sam loves that song, that flag. Hold your flag. Wave it high. Well, maybe you sing that at the end. I don't know. But you know, you hold it out there. He says, as you near the headstone, so you say, oh, we're at the headstone. I'm at the headstone. Then what you're saying is, I'm the super church. That's what he said, not me. I'm saying what he says. I got license to say that, Brother Ernie. He says, as you near the headstone, and that capstone is love, and he's called grace, grace, grace out to you, young man. He says, now... She, he will be the super church, the super race, as she nears the great headstone. They'll be so much like him, till even they will be in his very sonmorphu image. Immorphy image. In order to be united with him, they will be one. They will be the very manifestation of the word of the living God. Oh, I feel like doing a march around Jericho. I am the manifestation of the living God. Do you got that devil? Are you ready? <laughs> so then when the prophecy of John of Isaiah 40, right? That was a prophecy that there would be a cry, crying forth in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. That was a prophecy, right? So there, that had to be fulfilled. So that was a prophecy, but it had to turn from the prophecy to the fulfillment. And what was the fulfillment? Behold, the Lamb of God. That take it away the sins of the world. So there's a time when the prophecy is being fulfilled, and then there's the time it's fulfilled. Amen. I want you to get to the time it's fulfilled. He says, now, he said, the end time prophecies repeat. As the first forerunner came from the wilderness and cried, Behold the Lamb of God. The second forerunner, does anybody know who the second forerunner is? Say it out loud. Malachi 4, William, Mary, and Branham, Revelation 10, 7, whatever you want to say, the second forerunner. When that light came down on the Ohio River, as John the Baptist foreran that first coming, your message shall forerun the second coming. So then, at the end time, it will repeat. I believe. As the first forerunner came from the wilderness and cried, Behold the Lamb of God. The second forerunner will probably do the same by pointing the people to a word-born bride. Christ in His second coming. Pointing that she is him. Hallelujah. You okay? I don't want to choke on that steak there for a bit. 
This is good word. Hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Help me out. <laughs> you love the word? Amen. World falling apart. Just to help you out a bit. Men are sitting here with amnesia. My sheep know my voice. <laughs> and the shepherd knows your name. He says, there's a man here, a little fellow from Norway. You believe God can cure you of your asthma and make you well? If you do, God will make you well. Amen. All right. You have it, sir. Hmm. How do you, what do you got need of? If the voice is in the bride and the word is in her. Mm, now we're getting down squeaky clean. So now then you have a time where you have to speak the word. Amen. All right. You can have it, sir. You didn't know you had that much faith. How many times, Brother Lou, how, how it blessed me to hear about your service on Wednesday night. I'm so sorry I missed it. But God, rich in mercy, sees your need, dries up the cancer, and it's gone. Faith. Yes, sir. All right. You can have it, sir. You can have it, sir. You didn't know you had that much faith, Lou. Brother Lou, you did. You did. Did you? But the kingdom of God has come. Oh, my, my. I can jump over this. If it was level ground, I think I could. (laughs) But it's a long way down there. The kingdom of heaven has come. Hallelujah. That's right. The kingdom of heaven has come and we're sitting in the setting of Messiah. God's Messiah. Why do you say so? Messiah. What is that, Brother Branham? The Bible said the word is more powerful than any kingdom. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts that's in the mind and the intents of the heart. It is the kingdom of God. And I say with him, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God came and used the vessel. Where are we at? Brother Brown then says in another message, world falling apart. 63, 11, 27. We're already got it. We already got it. Uh, now listen. He's given it to us. In his promise for this hour. We look in the Bible. We see it everywhere. Through the Bible. But anointed ones will come and make that word live again. I want to call you the anointed ones. And the spirit of the Lord was upon him. You are the anointed ones. Come on to make the word live again. Are you listening? Right in the hour for that hour. And the word remains God. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. We know what it's supposed to take place in this day. Thank you. We know. What's to take place in this day? 
We know there's a Victoria church. We know there's a super race. We know these things, saints. But don't let those voices of candy cones and candy apples, trinkets, a little trinket in every box. Try and deter you away to focus you on what he's called you to do in this age. He knows you and he wants you to know him. Word remains God. We know what's supposed to take place in this day. And we're waiting or we're wanting a Messiah. And God has given us Messiah. His promise. How many times over the years have we used this quote in other brothers? He has give us Messiah. That's why we're feeding off the body word of the Son of Man. He's give us Messiah. His promised word for this day. It's just waiting for someone with faith. I want you to stick your hand up high. I'm that one. You've been waiting for me, Lord. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Anoint my faith. Make it live again. I wish that we could end with that being on our lips and our prayers, Nathan. Claiming, darling. Claiming your children. Claiming them. Not just, you know, casual. Nope. Real bulldog faith. It's not the size of the dog, obviously. Right, Frank? It's not the size of the dog, is it? People put us short people down. They got a complex, not us. I don't know why they have to do it, but they do it. But it's not how tall you are. Brother Bram said it's not the size of the dog, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. Come on, Nathan. Come stand with me and fight this fight of faith. You can stand right here if you want. You can make that declaration. We're going to fight this fight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Thank you. Who else wants to stand to their feet? Who else wants to say, the kingdom of God is amongst us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. We can preach and preach and preach, but saints, we got to believe what we preach. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't you love Him, saints? I love Him with all my heart. Amen. Because Messiah is around us this morning. Ask what you will and it shall be done. Didn't know you had that much faith to get saved, sir. All you have to do is lift up your hand and say, Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, fill me. Lord, meet my need this morning. Satan's been fighting us, but we rebuke him. We stand as a body united. Amen. Because it's Jesus on the inside. It's the image of God. Working toward the outside. Hallelujah.
Praise His holy name. Do you really know Him? Yes, I know Him. Say yes, I know Him, Brother Tom. I know Him in the power of His resurrection. Brother Bram turns around then and says, To know Him is life eternal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Victories are taking place right now. Yes, sir. You don't have to see them. You just have to believe them. You didn't know you had that much faith. Musicians, why don't you come? Amen. We can rejoice. We can praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows if the people get this revelation in the true church and what it stands for, she can do the greater works. We don't want a lukewarm message church. We want a church that's on fire with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will press on like we've never pressed before, Tom. We will press unto our new body. We will keep pressing. To know Him is life eternal. There were many widows in Israel. But God came to one widow woman. Many churches in this world. But God came to this woman here. I will praise Him. Oh, I... Maybe that's a little high. Oh, just lift up your heart. I just want to praise him. I want to thank him from the depths of my heart, Brother Claude. I want to thank him for on the hillside, on a, far away, gets a hold of an old hunter one day. That's my God. And you can say today, I know that God. That God met me. You can all have a place where you can say, Jesus met me. And that's a special, special place. And it's a wonderful time in His presence. And if you don't know Him this morning, I want you to bow your head. And I only want those. Just lift your hand. I want you to all bow your head. And maybe there's somebody here that says, I don't know Him, Brother Tom. I don't know Him, but I want to know Him. I do have that desire to know Him in a greater way than I've ever known Him before. I want that to increase and become more alive within my own heart. 
and you're really serious and you say, I want to know Him. I want to know Him in a greater way. Watch God come behind the honest in heart. He said the third pull will come by those that are the honest in heart. God bless those hands that have been raised. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's been a joy to stand in the presence of Almighty God. To look at the blood-bought and redeemed of God, it's a great joy to see the power of God still alive in this age. See a church coming to her position, realizing, Lord, that that prophecy is becoming fulfilled within the hearts of every believer. That we don't know about God, but we know you, Lord. To know you is life and life eternal. Honest hands raised. Honest hands were raised. Willing to say, Lord, I need you in a greater way, a greater capacity. Salvation. Maybe, Lord, Satan has snared them down, but they want to be loosed. Then I say in the name of Jesus Christ, loose your people. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ for our sister Sammy King. For our Elaine Hofer. We pray that the balm of Gilead, the great I am, the El Shaddai himself, the lovely Lord Jesus, will minister to them and their family through the week. They are not alone. We are a collective body of the bride of Jesus Christ. And we can say we know you in the power of your resurrection. So, Lord, we commit them to you. I pray that you'll be their comforter and guide. And I pray, Lord, in their own special time, you'll come in the room and they can lift up their own eyes and say, I know you, Lord. You're my husband. You're my friend. You're my God. Bless them and bless these people as we will come back again this evening, Brother John Andy's ministering. Pray that you'll anoint the man of God again. Lord, do a quick short work once again in our lives. We want to see that word start to move. Move. Move greater in every area of our hearts, Lord. We ask that you go with your people. Strengthen them now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, what? Bless the Lord, O my soul. That is within me. Oh, the last two moments, why don't you just bless him? This is where you can let off the pressure. So why don't you greet one another? Say, God bless you.
See you tonight. Looking forward to the word. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.